You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Conscious creativity. In this podcast, Eckhart talks about overcoming obstacles to conscious creativity. He explains, we may have a vision of what we'd like to create, but when we try to express ourselves, the ego kicks up resistance. Eckhart says, we feel attacked by inner voices such as, who do you think you are? You're not ready for this. And then we self-sabotage. He explains how we doubt our talent and give in to our fears. Eckhart says when this happens, we must recognize it as the voice of the ego, and in those moments, we should practice presence. He shares we need to release our negative thinking, allowing the creative process to flow through. Hi, Eckhart, um, and everybody here. Uh, such a, a wonderful thing to be here with all of you, be here with you, Eckhart. I'm so grateful. Uh, my, my question is this. It says, I have long since had a clear vision of what it is I'd like to create in this world. And this, and this vision, it lives inside of me. And it continually brings me uh, such exquisite delight beyond description. It, it is as if it already is. Very much to me. Uh, that said, uh, uh, when I begin taking the necessary steps to begin bringing it into creation into manifestation, I oftentimes, I experience uh, gripping egoic contractions, uh, some resistance in me, panic and self-sabotage uh, come into play. And at times it can feel as if there's, there's a war going on inside of me. Uh, how can I best offer myself <laughs> to, to the situation at hand? Thank you, thank you for your question. Would you describe that as uh, fear? Uh, those are fearful states. That's fe basically what you're describing, that which is sabotaging you and creates certain thoughts. Would you describe the underlying emotion as fear? Um, I, I guess so. It's as if the, these very uh, kind of reactive things come up in me uh, with, with such tremendous force that kind of seemed to pull me back down um, in, into that, yeah, I guess it is fear because it's, it's into this, that, that safe sense of, of, of the familiar, but, but what's familiar isn't, uh, <laughs> is, is suffering. Suffering is familiar. <laughs> so these things, they keep me just kind of held down a little bit and I want to give myself fully to it um, so is there 
are you referring also to something external that you have a vision of that you want to create or is do you want to sh share with us what it is or would you rather keep sure. that private uh, no, no I'm, I'm i'm happy to share so i i had these tremendous awakening experiences when i was around 17. Um, i've always loved music I, I play music but i want to connect with as many people as possible on as deep a level as possible. So basically to share uh, that, that deepest nameless truth uh, th through music primarily. There, there's also been, I've also been leading meditation groups for years now. And I, I also see part of the vision as being a, a speaker. And then also in the last couple of years, uh, there has been uh, a, a woman has come into the picture who has a child, and I would like so much to be able to fulfill that role of being a provider and a family man. I have never needed much. Uh, I've always had plenty just for myself, but I, uh, I, I've been a caregiver all my life. I've never really pursued uh, money, career, plan in that way. Um, I've just cared for people, and that's been a good part of my spiritual practice. And so... So now it feels as though I'm, I'm, I'm embarking on this new chapter and, and want to share through, through music and, and, and speaking. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I grew up a little, uh, you know, around a lot of, you know, drugs and uh, poverty and difficult things like that. And so, uh, you know, pretty, pretty extreme dysfunction in family. And so been a lot of, pretty unhealthy behavior patterns and uh, mental patterns ingrained in me pretty deeply from early on. Right. So I've, I've spent a lifetime <laughs> kind of un, unpacking and I'm... Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's, uh, one could say there's the, there's two of you there. One is the conditioned entity with its uh, uh, very limited patterns, mind patterns, and reactive patterns, so they're all part of the ego. As long as you're completely identified with them, they are part of the ego. When you're no longer completely identified with them, they are just remaining patterns. You're on, the, on your way to freedom when you no longer completely identify with the patterns. In other words, they don't take you over completely. You're able to observe them. So to continue to realize that there's two of you. There's the unconditioned, aware, conscious being, the self, that is emerging. But the old conditioned patterns don't want it to emerge because they realize, well, it's ultimately, I'm saying they, but ultimately, yes, there are many patterns, but together they form the ego. So the ego, as you know, um, is afraid of disappearing it, it wants like everything in existence wants to remain in existence everything that is every life form wants to remain as this form but it cannot remain as this form so the question is it and it's not a, it's not a battle so you the awareness is not something that would need to fight the ego you cannot fight the unconscious patterns in your the mental emotional field you can only be aware of them and uh, 
not be taken over by them. It begins with when a thought comes into your head that is a thought of fear or doubt or questioning yourself, whatever it may be, not to believe in every thought that arises. You don't have to believe, it's just, it's a thought that arises. It may be a complete lie in many cases. Thoughts are complete misinterpretations of events, other people, yourself. <laughs> many people live with a self-image that is just a, a completely erroneous narrative, <laughs> but they believe in it. They are it. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. So there's, a, there's the arising awareness, and on top of it, there's the, the conditioned entity that uh, feels threatened. And so it's important for you to realize that who you essentially are, and that is the aware presence, and when obstacles arise in the form of thoughts or reactions, uh, to be able to be aware of them and realize you don't need to act on them. You need to just observe them and realize what they are. So to recognize what they are, it's a conditioned thought. And some conditioned thoughts have been there for a long time, for decades. Sometimes the same kind of thought comes up again and again. And when it arises, do you lose awareness? Does the thought, the conditioned thought, obliterate your awareness temporarily? Perhaps it sometimes does. But vigilance is very important. Vigilance is part of being aware. To be vigilant is to be acutely aware, to be acutely present. So when you are, let's say, you want to give a, you, told, you mentioned music and perhaps helping others by speaking. Let's say you want to have a speaking event, so you and you put something online to say that I'm going to speak, please join me. But and then while you while you're typing into it, you're in doubt suddenly, am I ready for this? Can I do it? And then you have a 
I'm just imagining, because <laughs> I know the human mind, it doubts you. It says, no, you can't, you shouldn't. Who do you think you are? You're not ready for this, you have to wait. And uh, a good thing to know is when, you, when these thoughts come is to realize they're egoic thoughts and say thank you for coming up and realize that you'll never be ready for spiritual teaching. You, you will never be ready to be a spiritual teacher, but you have to get out of the way so that the teaching flows through you, but you cannot do it. <laughs> so if you think you can do it, then you're right, you can't. <laughs> For the teaching to happen, you need to step, step out of the way. You need to, and you do that by cessation from thinking. There's a state of clear, spacious presence. And then you become comfortable with not knowing what to say. And so you are not doing it. It happens. The universe speaks through you. It happens through you. And uh, with music, I don't know what form that takes for you, but uh, there may be opportunities that you have not taken advantage of and so on because of fear. And again, it's the... The deep enjoyment is very important part of that when, when you, I assume you experience that when you, if, what, what music do you uh, play? I play acoustic guitar and sing and write songs. Um, but I, I also have taken on, you know, producing stuff at home and doing stuff that's a little bit more uh, beat oriented as well. So. It's, it's mostly taken form as that, that I think the, the focal point of it is, is the, the kind of presence through singing. And so it shines through my voice the most. Yes, very good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, whether or not you even need to manifest to uh, have a, a vision of where you want to go with your music, in some cases, People do practice that. They have a vision of where they want to go. And others simply are in deep enjoyment of what they're doing. And they continue to do what they're doing. And then at some point, it grows and grows and grows. You reach a, suddenly a point where you're riding this wave and it suddenly grows. And I haven't had any visualization or anything that I want to achieve for many, many, many years. Uh, so um, I'm simply happy with the, how things un, is, are unfolding and I'm happy with the present moment. I have no vision of where I want to go with the teaching in the next few years. I may not even be around, who knows? So I'm quite happy with things unfolding and that is also a way of manifesting Manifesting doesn't always mean that you have a clear vision of what it is that you want to achieve. Sometimes that's, that is fine and works. But to be in a state of appreciation of life in deep alignment with the present moment, so that you do not, you're not in an, in an antagonistic relationship with the present moment anymore. You're just deeply aligned with the flow of life in the now and you appreciate all everything that is and the things you do 
the things you do, you do them fully. You give your fullest attention to what you do. That's another obstacle for many people. They somehow are not able to give themselves fully. They're not, there's something holding back. There's something that's holding, it's holding them back. You can sometimes see it with people on stage or sometimes singers or musicians. You can sometimes see they're not the full, there's not the full energy is not there for some reason. Perhaps they're afraid for some reason of, uh, they may be afraid of giving themselves fully. So to be fully in what you're doing, to give your fullest attention to what you're doing in the present moment is a very powerful way of manifesting. But whether or not you have a vision that you project and you feel it's already happening, the vision can only work if you continue Give, giving your fullest attention to the, the present moment and to enjoy the energy of what it is that you are producing in the present moment that that empowers the vision. The vision is always, the point of power is always in the present moment. A great obstacle for achieving a vision or any success is to be, and this almost sounds paradoxical at first until you begin to understand it, is to uh, have a, an excessive attachment to the outcome that's a huge hindrance. Now you might think, well, if I have a vision of what it is I want to achieve, would it not be natural for me to be attached to the outcome that I, I want to get there? I want to reach millions of people with my music and I want to make millions of people to, to have the, to feel better by listening to my music, perhaps to get a glimpse of presence by listening to my music. Um, that's a, it's a great vision, but the mastery of this lies in not attaching yourself to the vision so that you lose, you lose consciousness in, in what you are doing and it gets dissipated into the vision, which ultimately is a mental thing. The point of power is always in the present moment. Excessive attachment to the outcome, one could almost say any real attachment to the outcome weakens your ability to manifest. I, I give the example of a pilgrimage. Let's say you're on a pilgrimage. Life could be regarded as a pilgrimage or journey. And you know where you're going, you want to go to whatever it is, you pilgrimage to a holy site in medieval times, there were pilgrimages to Rome and other sacred places. Now, the very purpose of pilgrimage is to bring about a transformation of who you are, transformation of consciousness. The arriving is relatively unimportant. Arriving at your destination is just a short moment and there you are. But the journey is, how conscious are you of the step you're taking at this moment? If you're excessively attached to your, the outcome, which in this case would be your destination, then you're mentally, you already want to be there. That takes away from the quality of your step at this moment. Now the step stands, it's an analogy for whatever it is you're doing at this moment. And quality means how much consciousness flows into what you're doing in this moment. So if you are dissipating it and you lose yourself in an outcome that you need, you're expecting ultimate fulfillment through the outcome, that's, that is a hindrance.
and a delusion. And many people who have achieved so-called great things in the eyes of the world, things that are called great in the eyes of the world, a lot of the time are not great at all. <laughs> a lot of things, they have achieved it, and they became, after initial elation, I made it. After an initial elation, they experienced a very deep disillusionment. A, a very deep disillusionment with fame, with wealth, and many of them became more unhappy than they had ever been before. <laughs> because, and that is, there was an excessive attachment to outcome as some future point will provide me with fullest satisfaction, with the fullest version of myself. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so you, you make it, and so there are many people who make it in the eyes of the world, and this is the very thing that makes them extremely unhappy, and they can't even take refuge anymore and say, oh, okay, it's going to get better in the future. <laughs> they have arrived already. Where do you go if you have all the things that people believe are signs of the ultimate success in this world? <laughs> now you have your private jet waiting for you. You have your big houses in various places. You... Uh, can do anything, go anywhere, have any sensory experience, feel important because people admire you, so you see yourself in magazines and so on. And you're not, you're unhappy because you never learned to go into the vertical dimension of life and realize that fulfillment cannot be found in, this is the manifestation, can only be successful if you do not expect to find yourself in whatever you want to manifest. You need to treat it as a play. Leela is a word used in Indian philosophy, spiritual philosophy, the divine play. It's a, you play with form. There's not, whether or not it happens is a secondary and relatively unimportant thing when you are already deeply rooted in the aliveness of the present moment. That's where it comes from. And then you give your fullest attention to the step you're taking at this moment, instead of continuously losing yourself in your destination. And if, because if you're losing, if you're mentally lost in your destination, the quality of the step you're taking at this moment decreases. If the quality is something that is hard to, you, you may not know what I mean when I say quality, it means how much consciousness is in it. There can be quality in the slightest thing you do, because it means, do, uh, are you doing it simply as a means to an end, or are you giving your fullest attention to what you're doing? You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a realtor can make understanding that world easier. 
Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. So many people are held back because they have excessive attachment to outcome. For example, that's one of the main teachings of the Indian Bhagavad Gita, the, the wonderful, one of the great books of Hinduism. If you haven't read it, you should, Bhagavad Gita. Uh, and he talks about the importance of not looking to the fruit of your action. So be completely present in the action, but, but renounce the fruit of the action. So that is a secret of successful manifestation. You know, and again, coming back to my analogy of pilgrimage, yes, there's a certain importance in, in your destination, but it's not, it's not the ultimate. The destination, is a, it's a good thing to have a destination. You know where you want to go. You know the direction in which you want to go. So th you're conscious of that but your fullest attention is in the present moment. This is a reversal of normal living. In normal living, your awareness of the present moment is peripheral, and because you are so much more concerned with where you want to get to, or your past, or the future, and you're hardly aware of, of the present moment, it's just peripheral. That gets reversed. Your awareness of where you want to get to, is continues to be there in the periphery of your attention, like a person on a pilgrimage. You know where you're going. Let's say you're in Spain, in northern Spain, going towards Santiago de Compostela, and that's, it's fine, you want to arrive there, but this step you're taking right now, this is what the ultimate, that's the, the whole journey consists of one step at one time. The entire, your entire life journey consists of the step you're taking at this moment. And what is the quality of the step you're taking at this moment? What is the attention that you give it? Give it your fullest attention. Then that is the, the transformation of happens through the journey of being, you become more and more present. And then finally you arrive. Oh, fine. And where do you go from there? Well, you're not going to be there for that long. Then you have to go somewhere else. If that was the ultimate, it's, you're going to be very disappointed by the things that you achieve. <laughs> oh, is that it? And I've been looking forward to this for years. Is this really it? <laughs> and of course, it's not it. It's the present moment is it. That also means... If for some reason you should not arrive at your destination, maybe you die before you can get there or something else happens, who knows? <laughs> maybe some, something else prevents you. There's suddenly there's a pandemic that suddenly stops you in your tracks. <laughs> so you're, you don't make it. It's almost irrelevant whether or not you arrive at the destination because this. But the important thing was the journey, the step at this moment that brings about the deepening into the vertical dimension. Whether you arrive or not, who cares? Well, 
it's a nice when you arrive it's it's fine but that is not the, that which liberates you that frees you that that gives you ultimate satisfaction it cannot and so you become liberated from needing to arrive somewhere then you regard it as a something that you in this world you play with form it's it's the play of form and yes the universe may want to create something through you and maybe it will and when it is it's lovely it's beautiful but it's the act of creation not the final product because the final product of any creation is already the beginning of dissolution and the level of form <laughs> let's say you write a great you write a great bestseller okay and where do you go now uh, okay you have to write another one okay and then is it going to be as good as the the first one probably not or maybe it is there are many people in this world who feel they haven't arrived <laughs> that's a common disease and a misconception they feel this this sense of lack there's also a syndrome that's called uh, somebody told me a while ago it's called the fear of missing out <laughs> the fear of missing their feel that's there's something it's a my life has failed the terrible fear or i haven't made it i haven't achieved my goal and maybe it's too late the mind says too late to achieve it or and you have all kinds of narratives that are created on the basis of that misperception so the important thing is ultimately what you achieve in this world is secondary your greatest achievement is to be conscious now is to, to to realize this vertical dimension of being to become aware of being that is the awakening that is your greatest achievement then the the universe wants to awaken otherwise you couldn't awaken the universe was creating millions of life forms manifesting continuously increasingly complex life forms on this planet many other planets millions billions of planets and billions of life forms even on this planet it creates life forms gradually manifest more consciousness that's one the universe wants that the universe also wants to one could call it the dream of the dream of creation the dream of form the consciousness loses itself in the forms it loves to experience that and the universe gradually grows and becomes more conscious and at some point this expansion into multiplicity and complexity increasing complexity this expansion of the of the world of form this is the outward journey at some point that reaches a, a point where suddenly the universe begins to awaken out of the dream of form it had lost itself in every form every form experience itself as autonomous in the human form too you were lost until you began to awaken you were lost in your the dream of your life and that was you derived your sense identity from that the return movement as i call it is the awakening of the universe where it becomes aware of itself the one consciousness becomes aware of itself and that's a, 
we have it, we are at this point now where the outbreath of the universe is approaching the end. I'm talking mystical terms, don't be too concerned about it. Science cannot verify this. <laughs> the outbreath of the universe has come to an end, and the universe is beginning to breathe in again, where the multiplicity of things returns to oneness. complete oneness that's now in in our terms that would what happened in several billion years from now where the the big bang was the expansion and then there's a contraction in physical terms where physical term is only the surface of things it's like the beating heart too the way you have the heart beats it goes the in-breath and the out-breath These are the two movements, and you find these in yourself too. There's a tendency in you, you want to do things and create things, but you also want to be. <laughs> and more fun, the being is becoming more important for you now. And we are at a point where you can bring the two together. I wrote about that a little bit in The New Earth. You can bring the two together, the awakening consciousness, that be, you become aware of yourself as the underlying being. And from there, you can cooperate with the universe, co-create and create whatever it is that you want to create in this. It's, ultimately, it's not you because you as a separate entity do not exist. It's you as an expression of the one. So then the one expresses itself and creates through you. But if that sounds too complicated, it's the important thing is to realize, coming back to practical things, to be very much, to, very careful of not attaching yourself to some outcome and to very careful not to fall into the delusion that your sense of self-worth, for example, let's put it like that, depends on achieving a particular outcome in the world of form. Now that's, that's a big one. So that your sense of self-birth does not depend on what you know, what you can do, what you have achieved, how you look, what you possess, all these things are usually used by people to determine their sense of self-worth. What you own, and your, that's mine, the ability, I can do this, but other people can't do this. My body, how my body looks better than others, for some people, for a while, until it doesn't. What you know to be, a, to be identified with some kinds of knowledge, and opinions. So you derive your sense of self-worth from one or several of these achievements, what have I achieved, and you look back. Uh, and that's a delusion because you cannot find your ultimate sense of self, which is self-worth, and self is the same thing in any of these things. They are nice when they happen to be appreciated. It's, oh, it's, that's nice. It's, well, it's very nice. It's not the ultimate thing. And it probably won't last, 
it'll either leave you or you will leave it, or it no longer functions as something that gives you satisfaction. It could, could suddenly turn into its opposite, something that makes you unhappy. So your sense of self or self-worth is derived from a more immediate place. And that is the, what I sometimes call, as you know, the vertical dimension, where you become aware of yourself as the aware presence. You are, there's something in you that's far deeper than the person. That is the ultimate source of satisfaction in life. What is that then? It's to know yourself as consciousness. Consciousness becoming aware of itself is the ultimate source of satisfaction in life. Oh, you're free of the person. It's still there, but you don't look for yourself in it anymore. The ultimate source of satisfaction is found in the present moment. And that is the secret. And that the Indians knew that, the Indian teachers, and they described that realization, which is an awakening realization, by using the three words, stringing them together. That is one word. They have come from Sanskrit. Sat, chit, ananda. Three words string together as one word. Satchitananda. Satchitananda. Sat means being. Sit means consciousness. Ananda means joy or bliss. Sometimes it's bliss. I call it joy. Now these three are three facets of the same thing or no thing. Being, sat, chit, consciousness. Sat and chit together. Being and consciousness means the awareness of being conscious. Being is sat. Being, consciousness, joy. They're one thing. It is the joy of knowing, of being conscious of your being. It's all one thing or no thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> Satchitananda is that the realization, being consciousness bliss, to be aware of yourself as the, the conscious being. That is a joy. That's the liberation from the person. And then you can play around with the person. It's fine. <laughs> and that's where your sense of self-worth arises. Because it's not the self in the conventional terms. It's the consciousness, what the Buddha called spaciousness or emptiness, spaciousness. And the Buddha also called it the non-self. But that is what we are talking about. It's the that's the ultimate realization. So I'm mentioning that because it's very important, because otherwise, even if you master to some extent the art of manifestation, if you don't know the underlying truths, even that will make you unhappy, ultimately. Even if you achieve what you set out to achieve, it's not going to fulfill you for very long. There's a, there's a saying, I don't know who said it, who first said it, there's two ways of being unhappy. One is not getting what you want, and the other is getting what you want. <laughs> because Now, getting what you want makes you happy for a little while, until it doesn't. <laughs> but if you, if you were not attached to the outcome, not to the, as the Bhagavad Gita says, not attached to the fruit of the action, then 
whatever the fruit of the action is, can be enjoyed for what it is. Oh, nice, very nice. Knowing that it's not going to last, nothing lasts, and it might, you might not even be that interested anymore after a while. But you, while it's there, it's, it's very nice. Enjoy, enjoy it. So I need to mention that because sometimes when you read about manifestation, there are books, there are good books about how to manifest. They, some, some of them omit the most important part, <laughs> and which is what we've just been talking about. And that's the very foundation for your life. And by omitting the most important part, people who achieve these things are not made happy by the achievement. In some cases, as I said, they're even more unhappy than before because after that, there's not, what else can they look forward to? In the eyes of the world, once you have your private jet and your many houses and your yacht and your whatever it is they people think to determine success adoration of others look everybody loves me <laughs> uh, then that's a trap that's not it <laughs> so the um, self-esteem i told the story a few years ago i read it a long time ago the Dalai Lama was answering questions and somebody asked him a question about self-worth or self-esteem. He said, many people have a, have a problem with self-worth or self-esteem. Can you please comment on that? And then, of course, he, he said, what is self-worth? And then he asked his interpreter to explain what's his, what is self-esteem or self-worth? And the interpreter was talking to him for several minutes and he still didn't get it. Talked, he's trying to explain. He just couldn't get what self worth or self esteem was because <laughs> uh, he doesn't, uh, he does not derive his sense of self from his position. Uh, you can see it when you listen to him that he's not attached at all. He does not derive his sense of importance from his position. One would think if you're the Dalai Lama, you must feel really important. <laughs> you have achieved a great thing. Well, he hadn't even achieved yet. From birth, he was already, well, soon after he was born, he was already chosen. But no, he didn't have, and it was almost impossible for him to understand that people have a problem with self-esteem because his sense of worthiness does not derive from externals, from position, in no conceptual sense of self, but a deeper sense of self not a conceptual sense. It's all connected, the, uh, not to be lost in a conceptual sense of self that's, a, that's associated with things that you achieve. And that they, then the things that you achieve improve temporarily your conceptual sense of self. And then you derive your identity for a little while, an enhanced sense of identity, from your conceptual sense of self because you add your so-called achievements to who you think you are. And again, it doesn't last. So the basis for all is, again, it's all very simple. The, the step you're taking at this moment, give it your fullest attention. 
the present moment is no longer relegated to the periphery of your consciousness, it becomes the focal point of your consciousness. What is relegated to the periphery of your consciousness is your destination. But you still have one. It's good to know where you're going to some extent. You, you have some kind of direction in life. You have a goal. It's not bad to have a goal in life. So that's the, that's your, the place on pilgrimage. You want to arrive at that, that site of where you, the holy site or whatever it is, you have that goal, and that's fine. But in the meantime, the journey, the step you're taking, what is the quality of the step you're taking at this moment. That's the ultimate. And if that is of high quality, then you can be assured, even if you do not practice any specific manifestation techniques, even if you do not practice them, you can be fairly assured that the so-called future will look after itself in a harmonious way. If you give your fullest attention to this moment, and because this moment is very deep, this moment is inseparable from who you are in the essence of your being, because ultimately what we call this moment is the consciousness of this moment, the consciousness that underlies everything. I needed to say this because we do not want uh, you to become a master at manifestation and still be unhappy when you manifest what you wanted to manifest. <laughs> so, we are silent for a moment, realizing our essential being as the one consciousness. You are that. I am that. Ah, oh, so liberating to know that. Thank you. Thank you to all of you. Thank you so much. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.